Saba Radio. Hey everybody, this is Chad Shapiro. I want to thank you for watching this. If you're on Facebook and ask you to share it, like it, comment, this is part of sabaradio.org, which you can go to that URL from any place literally in the entire world. Um, I save it on my phone and, and click on it throughout the day, listen to the music and great pastors like we have are honored to have with us here today, Dr. Doug Deal from Crossroads. And so um, I want you to, like I said, get this out to everybody you can because this man and this ministry has been doing some amazing work in the San Antonio area. We're so blessed um, to have uh, this great church as a, a leader in within Saba. And Dr. Deal, I thank you for your time. If you, if you would just open us up and maybe tell us a little bit about your ministry, where it is, um, and about yourself, your family, you know, just to get to know you better. All right. Be happy to. Um, well, Crossroads is on the far northwest side of San Antonio. Uh, our physical location here is 8300 Tezel Road, which is almost to Helotus. So that gives you some sense of where we are. Uh, I've often joked about the fact that if you took a if you took a, a pen and drew a line between Fiesta, Texas and SeaWorld, Crossroads would show up on that line about midway between those two places. So I considered uh, naming our church or renaming our church halfway in between Cross, uh, halfway in between SeaWorld and Fiesta, Texas Baptist Church, but I couldn't fit that all on a business card. So we just decided to stay with Crossroads. Yeah, uh, I've been the pastor here for 28 years. Matter of fact, yeah. uh, just about a month ago, we celebrated the 28th anniversary of my pastorate here. And it's been a wonderful time. And I've got a wonderful church and grateful uh, for it. Uh, I'm married. My wife, Angela, is a marriage and family therapist. And I have two grown sons. Uh, Jordan and Cameron, and then they are married, and they each have a little boy and a little girl. So uh, my life is filled these days with not only being a pastor and a husband and a father, but also a grandfather, and it's a, it's a real blessing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how did you get started in ministry? What what was like the initial call that, to, to plant or start or be part of the church? Sure. Well, I, um, if we go way back when I was in the 11th grade in high school, I was active in our youth group and growing as a Christian. Uh, I went with our youth pastor to hear him preach at a revival. He had asked me to give a testimony that night. And so I agreed to do that. Um, but just a, a testimony as a, uh, as a teenage Christian, you know, what God was doing in my life. And during that service that night, I had a, a strong sense from the Lord, hard to, uh, hard to describe, uh, but it was, you know, without being an audible voice, it felt like an audible voice uh, of God actually telling me that his calling in my life was to be a pastor. Right. Um, so that really changed everything for me. Um, I, I took that call very seriously and uh, made plans to go to uh, Oklahoma Baptist University. I was in Oklahoma at the time and then to Southwestern Seminary and um, began to serve churches 
when I was about 19 years of age. Um, and so I was a youth minister and, a, uh, and a, an associate pastor and an interim pastor and an interim music minister, I, you know, just all kinds of things. Um, and then my first full-time pastorate, senior pastorate, was in Euless, uh, Texas. I, I served there eight years and then was called here to Crossroads. So that's kind of a... Great guy. I love it. So with such a great, uh, you know, upbringing of the faith and youth ministry in these different roles, I, I think sometimes people think that you know, I, I, I struggle with my doubts that I have about the faith and, and I'm not sure. And maybe, you know, Dr. Doug Deal can't relate at all to that because he he just felt that way, believed that way since he was born or something. But um, with maybe hopefully some people that are far from God or maybe don't know, have a relationship with Christ at all. Um, could you maybe talk about, you know, a, a key factor of your faith that, that helped you decide, you know, in some times where maybe there was indecision, you know, that helped you decide, you know, that I'm going to follow and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I suppose, you know, uh, no matter how much confidence we have or how much confidence we exude, there are always those moments along the way that you uh, have some sense of doubt or insecurity. Um, it's just the nature of humanity to be that way. Um, my own experience has been that uh, that's where the family of faith comes in so important um, to have people around you that can build you up and encourage you in your lower moments, you know. Uh, and then also just trying to remain uh steadily involved in studying the word and uh, letting the word have its effect on our lives. In fact, this Sunday, I'm preaching from uh, Romans chapter eight, or excuse me, chapter 12, verses eight through 17. And verse 17 ends that segment uh, in some respects. And of course, there that statement that uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing uh, specifically the message of the word of Christ. And so our faith is strengthened when we allow ourselves to be fed consistently with the word. Um, so in those moments, you know, when I uh, struggle most, that's when I need either the people around me or the word of God with me to, uh, to have a chance to reinvigorate my faith so to speak. And it's not automatic and, you know, it's not always easy, but it, it is there and it makes a difference. Amen. Good words. Thank you so much. Well, in ministry, what's your favorite part of ministry? Wow. That, that's a tough one. Um, I do like preaching. I don't always like preparing to preach so much, not because I don't like the process, but because I, you know, no matter how many, I mean, I've preached for what I've been senior pastor for, uh, you know, 34 years, something like that, 36 years. So I don't know how many sermons I've preached, but every new week I start out thinking, what if I don't get a very good sermon this week? You know, what if I can't 
what if I just can't connect and, and, you know, create another sermon? I mean, it's just Sundays come every week. I don't know if anybody else notices that, but pastors do. And, uh, you know, sermons come every week and, um, it can be a pretty daunting and pretty relentless task sometimes. So, um, you know, preparing, uh, there's always a bit of trepidation there in, in the preparing process, but I do love to preach. It's very enjoyable to me. Um, but I suppose the, my favorite thing is just uh, the relationships, sharing and the relationships in the church family, and especially as I've grown older and been a pastor here for 28 years. Uh, the thing I like most is just my people you know, just the people that God has given me and the privilege that it is to uh, walk along with them and try to be, you know, a, a positive influence in the faith. Amen. I love it. So I, I, I know your church has just I've been there. It's beautiful, great people. What maybe a little bit about the vision for the future of the church for anybody that's looking for a church. This is one of the best churches you could go to. So if you get a chance to get in there, maybe speak to that uh, future. Sure. I think um, what we're trying to accomplish and what I think God has led us to accomplish or, or to attempt to accomplish anyway, is to become a church that is um, uh, really, really multi- generational, multi-ethnic, it's a hard thing to do because, you know, whenever you, uh, if you don't choose to cater to just one type of person, you know, the older person or the younger person or the Anglo person or the Hispanic or whatever divisions that we have, you know, in our own minds, um, then you get shot at from all sides sometimes, you know, because everybody gets something not everybody gets everything exactly the way that they would like it and so on but i think it's really important for us to um, cross pollinate in our faith maybe that's a strange way of saying it but um, you know it's a it's a shame that in our society younger people don't want to listen to older people anymore and older people don't want to listen to young people and and accept any of their innovations, and um, we just find all kinds of ways to uh, to exclude each other and block each other out. And so, part of our vision is to be that kind of church that is, um, you know, taking advantage of the breadth and the width and the depth of uh, the Christian community, and trying to put that into practice in worship and in relationship, and fellowship, and all those things. That's beautiful. And that's one of the things that I've seen, you've seen obviously longer than myself about Saba is that uh, the Baptist churches within the San Antonio area are very diverse. Absolutely. And the freedoms uh, within the Baptist umbrella to have that diversity, um, you know, from color of skin to even some core tenants of the way they handle the church service, et cetera, right? Like very, very different, but all still, um, we, you know, the 270 plus churches that are, you know, part of Saba, you know, are, are uh, as diverse as any of our churches could be, which is so great. Um, yeah. It, yeah. And 
let me just add one thing to that and it's you know very specific for this time but obviously we're recording this right before mother's day and on mother's day we're going to dedicate uh, six children six little ones um, preschoolers uh, to the lord and five of them are children of uh, folks who are here from africa and one of them the other one is a child of a family uh, where the father is from India. Cool. So <laughs> just kind of shows you a little bit of, and then, you know, that's not, that's not necessarily uh, the, the norm for our church, but it is rapidly becoming more obvious that we're not just one kind of people, you know, and, uh, that, that God's really working in a, in a variety of people to accomplish his purposes in our community. And in heaven, I'm sure it's going to be pretty diverse. So I'm, I'm glad to see it. I think so. Your church. So this little curveball, this little curveball coming your way. So what is one of the strangest, funniest things that you've been a part of at church? I think sometimes as pastors, we feel like, oh my gosh, this happened to me. And to hear what happened to somebody else, um, you know, in, in, anything come to mind is just like, when you look back, like, whoa. Yeah, um, well, I, I probably won't pick the strangest because I don't know that I'll think of it, but what comes to mind immediately was, um, it, you know, every pastor has funny baptism stories. Yeah, okay. And, um, my my former pastor the, that I was associate pastor for, when he was baptized, he was baptized in an old kind of baptistry that where you put the heater uh, for the water down in the water, and then you unplugged it before you, you know, because it's electric heater down in the water. Yeah. Well, he uh, they forgot to unplug it before he got in to be baptized. The pastor was in uh, waders, you know, rubber waders, so he could feel that something was wrong, but. Anyway, so when they tried to baptize my my friend, my former pastor that I worked with, uh, the pastor couldn't he couldn't get him down into the water because the electricity was uh, oh, forcing him out. Uh, and so uh, he eventually yeah, I never heard that one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, after three times, he had to slam dunk him into the water to get him under the water. Oh. I had a, a not quite as dramatic of an experience, but I was baptizing a lady one time, and I explained to her how I wanted to hold her hands and, and um, you know, so that she could hold her nose and different kinds of things. Well, she didn't do that. So when it came time to baptize her, I, in trying to be delicate and appropriate, you know, with a woman, I put my hand kind of up here to, to baptize her. And when I did, I choked her. Oh my God. <laughs> so she came up out of the water spitting and sputtering and, you know, it's just, so embarrassing to do those kind of things but you only have moment you know just a few seconds sometimes to think of how you're going to handle yeah, that's a good one too i like it so, like, so, so now looking back at your pastorate what what's something you wish you knew when you were new uh, that you know now like what if you could tell your younger self just getting started boy that's a tough one um I think uh, I think that I would encourage me 
to uh, be more devoted to uh, prayer and to, um, you know, really trying to, to be conscious of growing in the Lord. The, the great thing about our God is that if we just give him little cracks, you know, into our lives, he'll come in and accomplish so much without our help. Um, but, you know, I think as I've, as I've grown, I've wanted to find out ways to be uh, more of a partner with God in growth and maturity and uh, focusing on prayer and study and, uh, you know, really trying to become um, not just the, the technical pastor that I need to be, you know, with skills and capabilities related to pastoring, but becoming more and more every day, the person I need to be mm. That's in, in order to be the pastor I need to be. Amen. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I know you've been very, uh, a great leader within Saba and this radio uh, program is, is uh, just launching. And we've been very, very impressed with um, the sermons that are on there, the music's on there, and, and actually the listenership is going up higher and higher and higher. It seems like every single day. So awesome. a, lot of, a lot of great blessings there. Um, maybe you could share just some thoughts about what excites you about sabaradio.org, the opportunity to have a digital radio station on behalf of the Saba pastors and uh, to encourage not just San Antonio area, but beyond through the, through the association and this vehicle. Sure. Um, well, I think, you know, uh, it's interesting when, uh, let me just back up a minute. When I first came to San Antonio, I came from Dallas, the Dallas Fort Worth area and virtually everywhere I'd been and everywhere I'd served Baptists were kind of the, um, you know, among, if not the kind of premier noticeable denomination and, and whatever. I came to San Antonio and I realized that San Antonio is a, you know, it, it may be a five hour drive from Dallas, but it's a lot farther away from the sense of the center of Baptist life and ministry and those kinds of things. And so I think sometimes that uh, it, it's at least possible that San Antonio churches, that San Antonio pastors uh, are a little bit uh, isolated, unrecognized, you know, as far as, as Baptist life and ministers are concerned. But we have some really good folks here. You know, we have some really fine people and God's doing some really good things in a unique city. And so this gives us a chance to kind of get the good word out, you know, uh, not, not, because we want to promote those people, but because we want to promote the message of those people uh, who are doing such a good job of communicating that message. Yeah. And hopefully it'll, as you have stated, be heard all over the world. And in the end, Christ will be lifted up uh, even more magnificently, if that's possible. Yes. Well, thank you for your time today, Pastor. And Everybody that's watching this, uh, like I said at the very beginning, if you could share this out there, I know you might feel like you uh, received, like I did today, from uh, Pastor Doug Deal, but 
there's more than just taking it in, it's giving it back out to others. And there could be somebody that you share with um, that is the perfect word, the perfect time that helps encourage them uh, in their faith. And so I, I, I encourage you to share it out there, share the link for cyberradio.org. Again, remember it's a, it's a URL. You don't need to be in your car and turn to a channel and within the listening area, you could be anywhere in the entire world and uh, save that URL to your laptop, desktop, iPad, phone, whatever it is, just click it and there you go. And so I, we encourage you to be able to do that and come see Crossroads. You could share the address again with us one more time, maybe, Pastor? Yeah, it's 8300 Tesla Road. It's at the corner of Gilbo and Tesla. You know, a great church. I think you'll find uh, lifelong relationships if you can get over there and enjoy their service and uh, their fellowship. And thanks again, Pastor, for your time. And everybody, thanks for watching. God bless you. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Saba Radio.